This is a special episode of the Sales Development Podcast presented by Tenbound, data-driven SDR interviewing and assessing with James Nielsen, founder and CEO of Vendition from the Sales Development Conference in 2018. This clip is pulled from James Nielsen's talk in 2018 at the Sales Development Conference where he covers areas to focus on when hiring SDRs and how to properly assess SDR candidates. If you enjoy this episode, head over to 10bound.com, leave a rating, and for now, enjoy this special presentation, data-driven SDR interviewing and assessing with James Nielsen, founder and CEO of Vendition. Talking all day about kind of, when we talk about sales development, I like to think about, you know, people, process, technology, heard a lot about process, the way to optimize the funnel, drive more revenue, and also from a technology standpoint, there's a lot of great vendors out there today. There's lots of different kind of tools that you can purchase, build, to kind of optimize your process. But as far as the people, just like any organization, if you don't have the right people hitting your phone, sending your emails, doing your social touches, um, you're gonna have a hard time building a successful business. So I'm gonna chat a little bit about building the right sales development team. And before I jump into it, I'm kind of curious, a quick show of hands in the room, how many people are sales development managers, directors, building teams? Okay, good, awesome, vast majority. Uh, SDRs, <laughs> excuse me, SDRs themselves. Okay, marketing. No, yep, okay, pretty much sales dev managers, which is, which is perfect. Um, jumping right into things here. So I'm gonna be pretty brief here as far as like the process for hiring, because I could talk for hours and hours about the way to do this, but uh, first of all, right, we're all, Sales dev leaders, we understand how a funnel works, so what do you want? Where do you find them? And then how do you interview them, right? This is kind of the three basic ways to build out your team. And in, uh, in, in my career, so prior to starting Vendition, I was you know, VP of sales at multiple tech companies, and for an account executive, I always knew exactly what I wanted, right? So if I needed a new field rep down in LA to sell into the largest media companies in Hollywood, you know, eight years at least of experience, selling six-figure deals. It was kind of like I could identify exactly what that was, kind of my ICP, and go after it, right? And uh, then I could send off a recruiter, internal or external, to go kind of find those people, and it was very specific, right? There might have only been 12 people in LA that fit the description I just mentioned, and I would tell my recruiters, go find me three or, convince three or four of them to take a meeting with me, and then I had to sell them about why they should consider working for my company. And so for the SDRs of the world, it's a little bit tougher, right? It's not, there's no sales majors or internships. You can try to steal each other's SDRs, but oftentimes people like kind of training their own team and you know, promoting from within. So it's, it's a really tough challenge in order to, where do you find them? And I would argue that, you know, almost like a poll, but uh, a lot of companies feel like it's actually one of the hardest parts of sales development is trying to build your team and find the right people. So as far as your ICP, um, your ideal customer profile, right, we've talked about, this is ideal candidate profile. So what are you looking for, right? That persistence or resilience, work ethic, I'm gonna find a college athlete, maybe a bartender or a server, or someone with some sort of customer-facing experience. Maybe I wanna find someone who just finished law school, doesn't wanna be in law, but is great with communicating words. So there's kind of, there's a lot of options around what that is and what you're looking for. Some people want Someone with STEM background, right? I want somebody major. This is a technical sale. I want someone with a technical background. Other people are like, no, no, no. I want a humanities major. Someone who's kind of thought their brain wired in a different way. The keynote this morning: left brain versus right brain, right? So there's a lot of options out there. Does anyone want to take a guess out of? Um, so we work with you know hundreds of 
sales development teams, and we collect a lot of data as far as what people want. Does anyone want to number, guess what the number one kind of quality, it doesn't have to be on this slide, um, the number one quality people look for in, or the number one correlation with getting hired at a, at a SaaS company? Sports? Anyone, any other uh, guesses? So uh, it might seem obvious or it might not seem obvious at all, but the number one thing people look for in SDRs, this is, the slides are all weird, uh, culture fit, right? And uh, you might not necessarily think that there's that much of a correlation, but right, you want to hire people that share the vision and values of your organization, your sales development team, and if it's not a good culture fit, you're just not going to hire them, right? No matter what anyone tells you, we've seen it over and over again, but if there's not a great culture fit, there's probably not a very good chance that you're going to get hired. Um, Next thing down here, also, I said I kind of go through this list and just chat about them a little bit. Again, I'm a little bit of a math nerd here, so um, we've kind of normalized. There's a lot of different ways you can kind of rank the you know, kind of qualitative and quantitative ways to measure uh, the interview process. But um, as far as the normalized score, so we kind of just scale this back. So it's on a simple 0 to 10. And then also standard deviation, which is the uh, square root of the variance. It's basically a way to kind of test the variability and how much how much variance there is in each of these qualities here, right? So for culture fit, very little standard deviation, right? It's kind of like it's an extremely high correlation with getting a job if you are a good culture fit for the organization. Uh, next on the line there is grit, right? Who has the perseverance and persistence to follow that long-term goal, right? And you can define long-term as a few, couple quarters or 10 years, but... You know, there's a huge correlation with individuals that just have that singular focus mindset on achieving goals. Verbal communication skills, right? Huge correlation with people that are getting job offers. You're bringing them onto their team if they're good communicators, which makes good sense because this is for a sales role. Next on there, emotional intelligence, right? So this is kind of grouped in a lot of things in the emotional intelligence, but self-awareness obviously being one of those. Is, is this someone who's kind of aware of their strengths and weaknesses? Is it someone that you can understand what they're good at, what they're maybe not as strong in? Uh, huge correlation with success. The track record of success, right? You know, there are people out there that just, you know, we call it luck, call it hard work, but there are winners out there that just, it can be sports, and it doesn't even matter if it's like, your high school league wrestling championship, right? But still, like, that's a person who set their mind to something and they have won. It could be something that started an organization, it could be philanthropy, but people that have a track record of success and they're just winners have a tendency to be winners in sales development. Uh, basic intelligence, right? So you might not necessarily, or at least I wouldn't have thought before Vendition that there was, this was extremely important or not within, um, within sales development, right? This is, um, in fact, a lot of people kind of want the individual who, and there's a different ways to measure this, too. Actually, I'll give a quick little story here. So, um, and we measure this in a couple of different ways. You can make it as simple as, you know, if you try to make it more quantitative based on, let's just say, like, the U.S. US uh, World and Ranking Report of the college you went to, which obviously, if you went to the 20th school versus 80th school, doesn't mean you're smarter than one person or the other, but it's a, you know, it's a data point. GPA, again, I don't know if that's a valuable data point or not. Um, Discover Org, who is, you know, I don't know if people know who that is. I don't think Patrick's here today, the CRO. But they literally do like an SAT-type test for their SDRs. And he told me this many years ago. Um, and I'm talking about like, you know, English, math, math, you know, high school level, like 5.3x plus 7 equals 42. What's x? Like he literally has his SDRs do this. And I remember chatting with him years ago. And he's like, Patrick, is that really, like, what do you think that has to do with like, sales development? I don't, I don't see the correlation there. 
And his whole thing is, again, this is for one individual company, but he just wants to hire really smart people, and he's determined, and he's seen that really smart people in a broad area of uh, you know, academic backgrounds perform well. And I challenged him on that and said, well, you're probably missing out on some good candidates. And he said, I understand, but the cost of us hiring someone you know, who's not going to be a high performer, we're willing to miss out on a person here or there. So anyways, that's, that's, it's kind of midway through our list here of top 10, but, um, but some people just simply want to test on overall, you know, intelligence is a tough word, but you can almost call it book smarts, but just how someone performs on an exam like that. Growth mindset, right? Is this someone who's just constantly thinking about growing, advancing? How do I get to that next step? You also have coachability, right? This is a big one for a lot of teams. Like, is this person coachable, right? If I give them feedback, are they going to take it and implement it the next day? Because 99% of SDRs that you're hiring need a lot of coaching. So this is definitely an important thing to uh, test for and to hire for. Sales experience, right? And this probably could probably argue for hours within this room, all the, all the sales dev, you know, do you want someone with experience? Do you, do you not? Do you want to kind of groom them? No bad habits from the beginning? Or do you, and if they have experience, is it specifically you're looking for someone in an SDR at a SaaS company or you're trying to get someone in pharmaceutical sales or commercial real estate, someone kind of in a little different type of experience? And then also curiosity, right? It's just, just the kind of person that thinks about how can I try a unique way of messaging? You know, I'm interested to see what kind of new products we come out with and how I can sell those. So, um, kind of a uh, big distribution there. And then again, that standard deviation shows you the, um, uh, you know, kind of how much differentiation there is within, within that group. Did that work? No? Let's try again. So that's what people are hiring for. That's what you're hiring for. Now, the other question to ask is, um, who's actually hitting their quota, right? There's a lot of different ways to kind of track and measure this, but um, you can see that I, what I did here is you know, kind of put in the top 10 there, the normalized score, and then off on the far right, this is the stack ranking from the previous slides. This is the people, you know, the job offers that are going out versus like how they're actually performing. And you can see it does line up somewhat, somewhat similar. Culture fit's still number one, right? If they're not a great culture fit for your team, they're probably not performing very well. They might not be very happy. They might not see eye to eye with you in your different organization. Um, that grit, hard work. Track record of, of success, right? This is number five over here of what people are offering for. It's actually a pretty high correlation with success for hitting your quota, right? It's the whole, um, you know, kind of, and what I challenge you to, to look for an interview with is not just like, hey, you've been successful, you, you know, won this and that, but like really try to quantify that, right? How do, you, how do you find those data points of excellence to say this person didn't just, you know, they worked at a bagel shop in high school, right? It's like, well, how did you do there? It's like, well, you know, when I joined, it was, I increased revenue. I literally talked to someone about this. They increased revenue like 14% over the summer, and I don't know what went into that, but just the fact that she was able to articulate that, like, I came in here, I worked, and the revenue grew. It's like, all right, let's, you know, keep going. I want to hear more about this, but maybe you started a club, maybe su success in sports, but can you really quantify that, that success? Um, emotional intelligence, again, this is that self-awareness. Are they, do they understand what they're good at, what they're not good at, how to improve? You have intelligence scored pretty high here. Again, you see that, that big standard deviation, right? So there are some companies, like we work with MuleSoft, right? They have a very high bar of kind of what they're looking for from, from an academic perspective and intelligence perspective. Other partners of ours and people that we research for the study, they don't care at all. They're just like, it, I mean, I, you know, good communication skills, that grit, culture fit, you know, kind of how they did on their SAT 20 years ago or 10 years ago is not that important. Um, 
And then again, kind of coachability, communication skills. Other things to kind of call out here is the, was it like verbal communication skills, right? So this is a little bit lower than you might expect. But again, if you don't have great communication skills, you probably never got the job offer. But I think it also goes to show that what happens is that a lot of people who are you know, neutral-ish on the communication skills, they can get trained up and, um, and everyone ends up being successful. So not a huge correlation there. And uh, the sales experience, again, huge variation at some companies. People with experience performed extremely well. Other companies' experience meant pretty much nothing. All right, how do you find, this is crazy, all the uh, font stuff, but um, so how do you find your elite SDRs, right? And uh, I'm not gonna go into a whole lot of detail here because this is like probably a multi-hour conversation, but um, clearly you have, just like in sales development, you have inbound, right? So you post those jobs, you do some social, uh, you know, kind of marketing out there and you hope that, that your unicorn magically applies on your website, which you can definitely do. Um, you can go and source yourself. You can kind of think about what is your ideal candidate profile, go out there and reach out. You can pay the salary of an internal recruiter. You can hire an external staffing firm, recruiting firm to work with us uh, or to work with you. Um, you can obviously call Vendition. And you know, I encourage you to try multiple channels, right? Just like in sales development, multiple channels. You should go and kick the tires on what's out there. How do you get a good flow, quantity, and quality of sales development candidates? And then if you find a channel that you love, then you should stick with it. But um, kind of you know, try different things and get that funnel, because it is hard to find the right people for your organizations. That's all I'll say about that. The interview process, right? How do you interview SDRs? So using the AE example, when you're trying to bring on a quota-carrying sales rep, you know the specific skill set that you're interviewing them for. For sales development, hopefully you're not interviewing them too much, if at all, on the actual job of sales development, because again, most of them have never been a sale, an SDR before. So it's kind of, uh, you know, you can, and a lot of companies do want to quiz them on how good of an SDR they are from day one, but you know, it's kind of, you need to train them up and, and get them ready for, uh, for success. So as far as the process goes around, you know, generally what sales development teams, how they interview for them, 83% of uh, companies, we talked to, you know, 216 different organizations, again, some of our partners, some not, and uh, the phone screen, right? 83% of people do a phone screen either with a recruiter or the hiring manager, and it's usually about at a certain size, right? I'll call it just for, for the sake of simplicity. Companies less than 100 employees, they might do that phone screen straight with the hiring manager. If you're a larger organization, then, uh, then you're probably talking to a recruiter first. Or you might have them talk to one of your recruiters first. It's actually probably quite a bit lower than the number 80, but you generally have that phone screen. 99% um, of companies next do an on-site. Uh, there are two companies in, in here that don't do on-sites, and I can tell you about why that is, but it's pretty much, I'm sure everyone here does on-site interviewing, and maybe if you have a remote rep, it could be like a video interview, but I'm kind of grouping that in as, you know, you might make exceptions here and there, but for the most part, you're doing an on-site interview, uh, meeting with a few different people for 30 to 60 minutes each, and kind of going through your evaluation, and then a homework assignment, right? 12% of, of companies do some sort of take-home assignment, and this is different than an on-the-site evaluation, whether that's you know, write an email, do a mock pitch. This is kind of a more of a take home, uh, record yourself, leave a voicemail for me. Lots of different ways to do that. This stat used to be higher even just in the three years that Vendition's been around, but it's kind of been dropping recently. So I think people are, must be using this data less and less, but still about 12% 12, 12 of people do that. Uh, a second on-site 
So 7% of companies like to bring them back on site. Usually that's for a last, sometimes it's to follow up with the hiring manager. They have a few more questions that they're kind of on the fence. Other times they want to meet with someone senior, whether it's VP of sales, CRO, even CEO, if it's a startup. And then reference checks. This is another stat that I've seen kind of go down a little bit recently. Less and less companies are doing reference checks. Um, my personal opinion on reference checks is don't do them unless you're actually going to consider the feedback. If it's just a formality and you're just trying to make sure that they say they are who they say they are, then there's probably easier ways to do that. If you actually are trying to get feedback of whether or not you should hire them, then you should definitely do reference checks. So on average, the number of steps is barely over two. For the most part, companies do a phone screen with the hiring manager or the recruiter, and then there's an on-site. And between three and four people they talk to, and again, between 30 and 60 minutes each. So it is a pretty, it's a pretty quick process for the majority of sales development teams. How do you assess them, right? So uh, for simplicity here, I put down that top 10 list that we had on who's getting job offers. But you need to really think about, and this is a challenge again, because we could talk for hours about this, and I'm more than happy to you know, talk to you tomorrow next week. But you have to really figure out how do you assess them for all these things, because it is not easy, right? It's not. Uh, these are hard skills to evaluate during an interview. So culture fit. You have to define what your culture is before you're going to assess if that person's a good fit or not, right? It's kind of, a lot of companies don't do that, and it's like, hey, do you think they'd be a good culture fit or not? It's like, well, what, what does that mean? How do we evaluate that? Um, grit, right? Go beyond the resume. I love, especially for sales development, because it's such an early job, is I want to know first job, right? High school, whether it was mowing lawns or selling Girl Scout cookies or whatever, like try to figure out, just like really like dive into, like forget about where they did their college internship or all those impressive things. It's like, okay, you used to, you know, be a lifeguard four summers in a row. Like, what was that like? Or you used to make pizzas, you know, shoving your hands in hot burners every day. Kind of figure out what that, you know, who had, and how long were they in those jobs for, right? It's like, oh, I did the summer job. I was there for four weeks and I quit. It's like, Hmm, that's not, that doesn't impress me very much. The person who goes back year after year after year, it's like, wow, that person, that is nothing like a fun job, and you kept going over and over. I'm, I'm impressed. Um, verbal communication skills, figure out, and again, I can give you ad advice in worksheets, but figure out how do you want to evaluate their communication skills, because there's a lot of ways to do that. Emotional intelligence, again, we talked about self-awareness, track record of success, really have them quantify, dive deep, right? It's not just... My example about helping increase uh, bagel sales by 14%, but like jump in there, right? You were high school wrestling team, jumped in there freshman year, never wrestled before a day in your life, went through, you know, moved up a weight class, got beat up, got stronger, beat up. Next thing you know, by their senior year, they're you know, doing something great, all league or whatever it is. Um, intelligence, yeah, I mean, you can literally have them take a test, figure out if you want to measure that and, and how you want to measure that. That growth mindset, right? Is this person continuing wanting to grow and learn as an individual? Coachability, right? This is a, I think this is a really fun one to try to figure out. I, I'll admit I still haven't fully cracked the code on how to do this in a short interview, but, um, but one of the options is that you actually, if you, uh, one of my favorite ways to do this is to structure it so that if you have four people interviewing them, the first person does some sort of quiz or whatever it is and gives them feedback, and then the fourth person ask them the same question or something different, different topic, but basically did they incorporate that feedback or not, right? And one probably terrible example is, right, Wolf of Wall Street, sell me this pen thing, right? So you can ask someone on the spot, something like that. They're probably gonna screw up. You're gonna give them some advice. Have someone else come in later, 
Android or iOS? I'm trying to decide. I've never had a smartphone before. I've been living under a rock. Which one should I pick, right? And if they don't start taking, giving the feedback that you gave them two hours earlier, which is probably, hey, you should ask questions and do some discovery, they just jump right into it and say, oh, iOS is way better because of these reasons. It's like, huh, that person didn't really take my feedback very well. Um, point to note, sales experience, right? You got to ask those situational behavioral questions and figuring out if they have experience, is it relevant or not? Did they learn something? What would you do in this situation? Or you know, how have you dealt with customers like these in the past? And then there's that curiosity part. Um, do they wonder and how do they react? And then how do you measure? So um, there's a lot of different ways to do this. I, I decided to scale this back for just like super simplicity. Uh, here's five different qualities that I want to measure for. I associated a coefficient, which happens to line up very well with that 0 to 10 scale. You can try to do this a percentage, right? Like you're almost like a, a pile of coins allocation. So you know, I've got 100 coins. I'm going to put 20 in each category. Or culture fit's really important to me, so I'm going to put 30 coins in culture fit and only 10 in coachability. But kind of think about how to really kind of quantify that. And then give them a score, right? And you can make this very complex or super simple. For this example, uh, a score is simply 1 to 4, right? So you know, game theory might suggest you shouldn't have a, new, a neutral option. So if you give someone four options, right, one, two, three, or four, four is excellent, three is good, two is poor, and, you know, one is terrible, then, uh, you, you, you know, you kind of remove that. If it's one to five, you remove the option to pick three, and you force people to say, like, yes, is this a three or four type person, or is this a one or two type person? You score that in, you multiply that by the coefficients, you sum them, and here's a number. I'm not saying that you should always hire a 127, always a 119. That is not kind of my intention here. But the thought of like having this data in addition to that gut instinct, feedback from your team, the little huddles you do after the candidate leaves, what do you guys think, how does it look, but to also have that quantified data with you, right? To look at, all right, the data says this, our gut says this, does that line up? Do we think this would be a good fit for the team? And if both are saying yes, fantastic. If both are saying no, it's a pass. If it's something in between, now you have a discussion, right? It's like, well, everyone really liked Sally yesterday, but you know, we didn't really give her very good scores. Why was that? Let's look through this. Like, wow, no track record of success, not very coachable. It's, it's going to you know, make you stop and think about, is this really someone you want to bring to your team? And if there's someone else who maybe you didn't have that great of a feel of, but they way outperformed that other individual, now you've got a conversation. You can bring do that on site. But it's kind of you know, really trying to bring this more kind of scientific approach to the interview process. Sales development is not a pure science. It's also not a pure art. Hiring, recruiting is also not a pure science. It is not a pure art. You really need both of those combinations. And since hopefully everyone in this room is sales development experts or on their way to becoming sales development experts, hopefully you can also be hiring experts. Because I would argue this is probably building your team is probably the number one correlation with success and probably one of your top priorities between now and the end of the year. Get the right people in the chair. Don't settle. Find, those right, find the right channel. You know, again, what do you want? How do you go find them? And then how do you assess and interview those individuals? And if you do that, you're probably going to build a pretty good team. And then you also, then after you do that, now you've got to train them and ramp them and get them high performing and pick your tech stack and all that, all that good stuff. So, um, so I threw out a lot of different numbers and metrics. And uh, if you email me, james at vendition.com, or just email reports at vendition.com, happy to you know, kind of share some of our uh, if you're really nice, people even give you a little bit more, more data that we already have. 
we try to keep it kind of close to, close to our chest, but we also um, like to share some of what we're collecting because we work with a lot of organizations. 